Hi, listeners. Thanks for tuning in on the From Know How to Wow podcast channel. This is Jeff's synthesized voice talking to you. You might have already had a listen to the previous episode. Ansgar Lind Wedel talked about standardizing and open sourcing software in cars. In the future, if a developer is developing an application for a car, he can use one API to do so, which then would work for every band in the world if everybody would implement those APIs. On this episode today, we will listen to his colleague Sebastian Schult. He will tell us how this works in practice. Sebastian Schilt works at EDIS. The Bosch subsidiary is among other things developing software that acts as a data broker in cars. The foundation for Sebastian's work has been laid by a standardization body called Covisa, Connected Vehicle Systems Alliance. Bosch and EDIS are involved with Covisa, among other suppliers and manufacturers. They came up with naming conventions for data signals in cars. They just say, if we talk about vehicle speed, let's agree it is always called vehicle speed. Let's agree it's always in kilometers per hour and it's a floating point number. And they not only did it for vehicle speed, they did it for around 1,000 signals now. This is ready to use. Cloud computing providers, for instance, have already adopted the standard. So they said, if you want to store vehicle data, no problem. We support the vehicle signal specification. You give us a model that is according to this VSS standard, and then you can do all the fancy things we do in the cloud. What Sebastian wants to do is use the signals in the car itself. The software he is building for that is called Kuxa. Kuxa is a software which runs inside a vehicle. It provides this interface to standardized VSS data where applications can run on top, and it supports different adapters to existing legacy vehicle systems that you can get your vehicle speed no matter from which sensor or on which communication network it travels in the vehicle. These adapters are a crucial part because the standardization of the signal names according to VSS has its limits. It's unlikely that all the systems in a car will ever follow it. If you go deeper in the car where you have functions that, for example, the electronic stability program that makes sure that you don't swerve off a curve and stay on the road, there maybe you need four, five, six different kind of speeds because it's, it's important what is the speed of each wheel. So you come to a place where you can't use VSS, which just gives you one value. So we think it will slowly go deeper into the vehicle, but at one point you will have this uh, mapping. The architecture looks like this. Adapters communicate with the lower level systems on the communication network of the car. In Kuxa, they call these adapters data providers. They provide data to the VSS model in Kuxa. Kuxa acts as a data broker. It answers queries from applications built on top of it. And the nice thing is you have this decoupling that uh, consumer and application that uses data from the VSS does not need to know who provides it because it just talks to data broker and say, please give me the state of the windows, give me the speed. And data broker figures it out. If there is a provider for that, the data gets routed to the correct consumer. There is no need for an application developer to know how to address certain sensors in a specific car model. 
Kuxit is a middleware that adds a layer of abstraction. We always say you only have to cover half the distance. You don't need to think about all the way from top to down. Time for a practical example. On your car's dashboard, you might have a graphic that appears when the trunk is open. Question, what has to happen for that to appear? First, you would think about this in terms of VSS, in terms of the standard data model. And the standard data model defines that there is some name for the signal. I think like something vehicle, body, trunk, front is open. I'm not sure it's 100% correct, but like you have this name for this. And this is maybe true or false, depending whether the trunk is open. Or you can set the desired state to true or false, whether you want it to open. A developer could interact with that to figure out whether or not to display the graphic with the open trunk on the screen. It gets more interesting when a user presses a button to change that state, so to open the trunk. If the driver presses a button to open, you would write, oh, please, dear data broker, the desired state for the trunk is open now. And if you only do that, not much would happen. I mean, actually, you would set some values in memory whether the trunk is open or not, but of course it would not open. So this is where in your vehicle, the providers come into play. And so if you in the application press the button to open the trunk, this provider will say, oh my God, the trunk should be opened. What should I do? What will it do? It will send the secret message that it needs for this car to open the trunk on the vehicle network, which then will open the trunk, which the other provider will pick up and your image updates. And then you have basically closed the loop. This might not sound exciting to you, but... So now I made an example, which you might already have in your car. So you're telling me, yeah, boring, you know, you reinvented this. But the nice thing is the application that shows this picture in your car and where you press the button, this can now be used in every vehicle because the interface is the same. You only need to write it once. And that is the real power that saves us as an industry a lot of money. But that then helps you because our cars can get a little bit cheaper or we can build more cool features into them. As Sebastian explained, Kuxit is not a one-way street. It can provide car data to applications. And it can tell the car about something an application wants to change. That begs the question how safety and security are handled. Safety and security are part of the reason why software development for cars has been so restrictive. A software crash must not make the car crash. Every provider that talks to Kuxa needs to have a token, we call it. And a token basically is a magic entry card. A token describes your rights. It's cryptographically secured. Um, it means the Kuxa data broker can check what your rights are and make sure you can only access those data you're allowed to. But at the same time, it's not possible to forge these tokens, to forge the certificates. You have these entry tickets and that sort of covers the security aspect. Now to the safety aspect. Sebastian is proud to say that Kuxi uses modern technologies. Things like containerization. The application is written in Rust, which is a very modern programming language. Kuxa and apps built on top of it can integrate popular third-party components and libraries. This approach makes Kuxa attractive to developers. While this results in an efficient and very secure software environment, there are still challenges in terms of safety. Safety certified means that on the one hand, the way you develop a product must be following very strict cycles. Every line of code, you need to document it, you need to argue why you do it, you need to check if it violates some requirements, which of course makes it maybe more safe, but also slower. The second thing is 
the compilers you use to translate your code to machine code, the libraries you use, they would also all need to be certified according to these standards, which also leads to the fact that many of these things are not available in such a state, so you can't use many of the things. And that would be a little bit contradicting our, we want to do everything like 10 times faster. Fortunately, Cooksit is only one component of many when it comes to software-defined vehicles. The safety aspect has to be handled separately. Here's what that will look like. Take the example of opening the trunk again. There is an application that has the right security credentials to open the trunk. So Cooksit say, fine, I set it. Then you have a provider sitting there that may also not know so much about safety. It will say, okay, somebody wants to open the trunk. I will send the magic command to open the trunk. But what will happen then is this goes to this body computer. So this computer that is actually connected to the lock of your trunk. And those things will have safety rules in it. It will say, okay, somebody wants to open the trunk. But I can see in my rules, it's not okay to open the trunk while we're driving 200 kilometers per hour on the highway. So I won't do it. Let's wrap up with one cool fact about Kuxa that we haven't mentioned yet. It's the most important point. Kuxa itself is open source software. So you can find it on the internet. You can download it, run it, modify it however you want. Sebastian and his coworkers are some of the main contributors to Kuxa. But the software is technically not an EDIS product. It's part of the Eclipse Foundation's software-defined vehicle working group. This is an Eclipse project. Even the trademark is not owned by ETHOS, it's owned by the Eclipse Foundation. The hope is that this ensures adaptation. Car manufacturers will be more likely to build Kuxa into their cars if it's not tied to one company like ETHOS. If you want to learn more about the Eclipse Foundation, go back to our very first deep dive episode. The director of ecosystem development shares some interesting facts about Eclipse with us. And that's it for today. And on the upcoming From Know How to Wow episode, your dear hosts Melina and Shuko will explore how hydrogen can be produced sustainably. Thank you for following us on the platform of your choice. Feel free to comment or also to share our podcast with your network. My team appreciates any feedback. Thank you for listening.